Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Cover to Cover. I'm your co-host Naomi Ng, and I'm Beth In Hee Hong. Welcome to the special Halloween episode. What are you dressed up as, Beth? Can you guess? I am Harry Potter. <laughs> Today we are delving into the world of horror, specifically horror webtoons and TV adaptations. But first, we're starting off this episode with something different. A scary urban legend called Last Ride, featuring our fellow copy editor, Brawley Jenster. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here. I went back to my parents' house outside the city for the first time in a long time. Mom gave me all kinds of food to bring home. I'll come back by next week, Mom, I said when I left. Okay, it's late, so be careful. Call me when you get home. Yeah, it's cold. Go inside, I said, heading toward the bus stop. Going back to my flat takes about an hour. I spent the whole day with my family, so it was already midnight by the time I started heading home. I waited a long time at the bus stop, but no buses came. It was foggy out, and no one was around. Did they stop running already? The last bus should still come. As I was thinking that, the bus came. One thirty-eight. The number rang a bell, but I couldn't remember why. I didn't have time to think about it though. This could be the last bus out, so I just jumped on. Luckily, there were a few people inside. I sat at the back. I was out like a light after five minutes. I didn't know how long I was asleep, but when I woke up, I felt someone's presence beside me. A stranger was sleeping with their head on my shoulder. I glanced to my side. There was a young woman with pale skin and long black hair. I didn't mind it, to be honest, so I sat there, not moving. What if she misses her stop? I should wake her up. I moved my hand to wake her up. Don't move. The woman spoke without opening her eyes. Let's stay like this for just a bit longer. Was this my protective instinct kicking in? The sound of her voice somehow made me feel like I needed to protect her. Hmm, but I do have to get off soon. I asked her, "What stop do you get off at?" Are you getting off? Yeah, my stop is two stops away. You can lean on me until then. It made me feel good for some reason. I felt like I was in a movie. But then she said something weird. The stop you get off is where I fall. Sorry. I'm gonna fall two stops from now. The woman was still resting her head on my shoulder after saying those bizarre words. I thought about it, and there was a big bridge coming up at my stop. Was she planning to kill herself? I thought to myself. Why would you fall? I asked. If you get off, I'll fall. I didn't know what she meant, but with those blank eyes, she seemed like she could jump to her death right there. I thought I should calm her down first. Then、uh, I-, I won't get off," I said, and she seemed happy. Thank you. You promised. If you break it, you'll fall too. Her words creep me out. Is she trying to get me to commit suicide with her? But calming her down was my priority. Thinking that I'd be the hero, I said, "All right, I promise." Then the bus lurched. The woman's head, bloody, flew forward from its resting place on my shoulder, and I saw it roll on the floor and down the aisle in front of me, leaving a trail of blood. Ugh!、Oh, what? 
It was right then I suddenly understood what she meant, but it was too late now. I told you not to move! I remembered it then. A few years ago, I read a news report that bus 138 was in a crash, and a headless woman's body was found inside of it. We hope you enjoyed that short urban legend adapted from the YouTube channel Scary Story Tune. The link to the animated Korean original is in the show notes below. The genre of horror has been said to reflect the fears and anxiety of a society. Often the central menace at the center of a work of fiction can be interpreted as a metaphor for larger fears among people in society. For example, in Last Ride, it takes place in an ordinary setting and touches on suicide, the most common cause of death in South Korea for people under 40. The webtoon and adaptation that we're about to discuss today touch on societal problems as well as fears in both direct and indirect ways. Here to discuss horror webtoons and adaptations with us today is our culture reporter, Lee Si-jin. Welcome, Si-jin, to the podcast. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me to today's special edition about talking about Halloween and horror webtoons. And yes, i like to in- just share some interesting stories with you guys. Thank you for inviting me here. Yeah, we're happy to have you. Um, So let's dive right into it. Can you tell us, first of all, what are webtoons and how are they different from Japanese manga or comic books? Right. So before I talk about the webtoons, I would just like to introduce a term, Korean word called manhwa. And that is the word we refer to the graphic novels, cartoons, Japanese manga and so on. And webtoon is slightly different from manhwa. And one of the biggest characteristics of webtoon would be the vertically scrolling comics. And they can, they can be read in digital devices, including smartphones and tablet devices like iPads nowadays. So that digital format is something that differentiates from the comic books or graphic novels or Japanese manga. And how big are webtoons in Korea? How popular are they? Well, I think... They, that is, Webtoon is a content that is enjoyed by many Korean people nowadays. And you can, if you just ride a bus or take public transportation subways, you can easily spot someone scrolling down their smartphones and th- there's images on, th- on their smartphones and obviously they're reading Webtoons. But if you want some um, numbers, uh, some figures, I just searched some of them. And according to a 2020 report by the Ministry of Gender Equality and Family, they surveyed um, 14,471 people. And 14,471 students from 5th graders to 12th graders. And 71.2% of them answered that they are enjoying Webtoons. So that is a lot. And there is also a report um, shown by the Korea Content Creative Contents Agency. And they surveyed um, almost 3,000 pe- Webtoon readers. And um, 61% of them answered that they are enjoying Webtoons. And that is, the, that is a survey made between teenagers to the people in their 60s. So it is, Webtoon is definitely something that is enjoyed by um, various age groups. Yeah. Well, it really seems that webtoons are really a part of people's everyday lives here, especially young people. Um, could you give us a brief history about webtoons and how it came about? 
Uh, yes, uh, they have a really long history, so <laughs> I don't think <laughs> it can be brief, but I can shorten it down. And I uh, introduced a term called manhwa before, and we have to start with that. And the manhwa industry was something that was really big in South Korea. But in 1990s, it started to experience its downfall with illegal scanning. And there is a place called Manhwa Bang. It's similar to PC Bang, where, where you just pay some fees and you can freely read the comic books and so on. So the, web, the comic books, the Manhwa was really popular in Korea, but that popularity did not necessarily lead to the industry's growth. So there, the industry was experiencing a downfall, but everything started to change when, with the spread of internet. And people who dream about of becoming a manhwa artist, comic artist, I would say, or illustrator, or even the people who actually draw cartoons for their hobby started to upload their project and sketches freely in, a, in various websites, including SciWorld. And this SciWorld is like the Korean version of Facebook or Instagram nowadays. And from, from there, people started to share their works and get the feedbacks online. And the communication between the readers and creators started to emerge and started to emerge as something very new. And there is this um, cartoon artist called Kangpul. And this guy, he created his own website called, called kangpul.com. And he uploaded um, in a weekly basis, I think, he uploaded his project. And that actually led to what we now know as Webtoon. So this Kangpul guy is considered the founder of Webtoon. He's the first one to 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 um, apply this vertically scrolling way of reading the webtoons. So that his series, it was I think it was called Love Story in English, and his series went real. It was just going crazy. Everyone was reading it and watching it, and the the website portals like Taum now Kakao, but Taum um, Naver Paran Yahoo Korea they. They saw this and they felt that, oh, this is something that we could actually do and make some money out of this. And they started to launch something what we now know as Webtoon Service. And starting from Kangpu, a lot of um, rookie writers and illustrators started to uh, publish or release their projects in a weekly basis. And someone like Cho Seok, he's another famous um, cartoonist or webtoon artist, he, uh, he <clears throat> became famous in Naver Webtoon with his project, um, The Sound of Heart. And, you know, when the star is born, people look up to them and, you know, feel uh, hoping that, oh, I want to be like him or her one day. So Kangpu was working at Taung Webtoon, now Kakao Entertainment. And Cho Seok was working at Naver Webtoon, and that actually led many, that actually inspired many um, Webtoon artists. And a lot of people who, a lot of famous artists nowadays say that, oh, they look up to those artists and went to those platforms. And now Kakao Entertainment and Naver Webtoon is the two biggest Webtoon platform. And that's, I think, basically how the Webtoon industry evolved in South Korea. Wow, it's like a real insider story about <laughs> the OG Webtoon 
founders,、um, yeah. <laughs> which actually you can't find anywhere. I oh, think. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially not on the Wikipedia page. It's <laughs> extremely in depth. Yeah, it's pretty interesting stories. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, starting from there, globally now the Webtoon market has grown to three point seven billion dollars as of twenty twenty one. It's projected to reach twenty six billion dollars by twenty twenty eight, according to market research. Um, in May this year, so、uh, I also saw that domestically the webtoon market raked in eight hundred and ten million dollars in sales in twenty twenty. So we're talking about some really big money and market size.、Um, what are some of the major players? You mentioned、um, them earlier, Daum and and Kakao,、uh, um, or Naver, sorry, and Kakao. What are some of the major players in this market now, and where do you see it going in the next few years? Right.、Um, so if If anyone who is interested with Korean webtoon, they they will already know it. But the two top players in the market in the webtoon industry <coughs> is、um, Naver Webtoon and Kakao Entertainment and their Kakao Page, I guess. And、um, they are really big. And I'm wicked, I'm very weak with the numbers, but I just、um, have some of them to show how big they are. So. Um, according to Naver Webtoon,、um, their monthly active users are forty-six million users, and they their monthly sales is about two hundred forty billion, and that's one hundred sixty million U.S. dollars. So that is really big. But that was the figure they presented to to、um, pub to the public in back in two thousand fifteen. But that actually rose to the num- the monthly active users rose to 180 million users, and in 2021, Naver Webtoon's monthly sales increased almost four times, compared to the figure in 2017, and it reached to 1.5 trillion won, and that's 735 million US dollars. Is that globally?、Um, yes, that is the global. Wow, that's huge. Right. What are some of the most popular webtoon genres, and is horror as a webtoon genre popular in South Korea? Well,、mm, before I answer your question, do you guys want to take a guess which genre is most popular among webtoon readers? I think romance. Romance. Um, fantasy. Oh yeah, fantasy. Well, I before I、um, look up for this. Look off for the、um, to answer the question. I was guessing some some of the action genres with superheroes and so on. But interestingly enough, the comedy series are one of the are the most popular webtoon genres、mm-hmm. that are enjoyed by many readers. That is the figure that I I got from the Korea Con- Creative Contents Agency and their survey back in two thousand twenty one, so last year, and that is followed by Slice of Life. Fantasy and of course romance. So, the、uh, the most popular webtoon genre is comedy, actually. And、um, Naver Webtoon and Kakao Entertainment does not show the exact number of viewership to the to the readers. So we cannot we we don't know the exact number of the viewership of each of the、uh, webtoon series. But、um, From a Naver Webtoon's press release back in 2021, True Beauty—it's a romance webtoon that actually reached recorded more than 5.1、um, billion accumulated reads. That is global 
a global record. And there another fantasy weapon, Tower of God, attracted more than 4.5 billion. So that alone says a lot. <laughs> and so it is a, uh, a lot of people across the globe are enjoying the, the webtoons from South Korea. So yes, and, and about the horror webtoons, in fact, um, horror webtoon genre was once considered to be subculture and it, they are the stories for the uh, maniacs, the horror maniacs. So not a lot of people actually like those genres, but with the uh, All of Us Are Dead, uh, no, All of Us Are Dead, yes, <laughs> All of Us Are Dead. And um, another webtoon, it's a, it's a really famous one, Tales of the Unusual. Those two actually opened up the, uh, opened up the uh, horror webtoon genre, proving that, oh, the interesting horror stories can be something to attract the viewer's eyes. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's... Um and we see that there's actually quite a few successful adaptations of Korean horror webtoons in the last two years, such as Sweet Home and Hellbound. Um, what do you think is the appeal of this genre to those who do like it? Right, so um, if anyone is enjoying the Netflix series, they would know, as you, as you said, Beth, um, Sweet Home and all of us are dead is not the only um, webtoon-based series. There are also The Uncanny Encounter. And The Kingdom, the Kingdom series, is also adapted from a um, webtoon series called The Kingdom of Gods. Mm -hmm. Many people, I felt that many people did not knew about it, did not know about it, but that series, that famous series, zombie series, is also from a webtoon. And um, the... Um, I think there are many reasons, but uh, the biggest reason to explain their success, the, their successful adaptation, I guess, is how how those creators tell their stories to the viewers. And many of the listeners, many of the people now would say, of course, I mean, that is so obvious. Great stories lead to the you know, drama success or webtoon success whatsoever. But I was I would just like to put a little bit more emphasis on how they're telling the stories, their way of presentation. So many of the webtoons take the uh, cliffhanger style of telling their stories. And that is, many of you guys might know it already, but that is to put a huge suspense at the end of an episode to make the readers or viewers to continue to watch for the next episode. And that is uh, very important for the Webtoon, Webtoon series because um, if you make the readers to read or look up for the next episode, they have to pay for it. And that is something that you know makes the uh, Webtoon industry to grow. And many um, culture critics and experts say that that style is very it, it fits so well with the drama series as well, making the viewers to, you know, to get excited for the next episode. And that is the reason why why so many people um, are saying that, oh, I have been binge watching All of Us Are Dead because, you know, that style of present, presenting the stories is very crucial for both Webtoon and the drama series. Right. And Xijing, do you personally like this genre? Um, well, 
I don't hate them. <laughs> I would say. Uh, well, before Webtoon, I'm I'm actually a big fan of horror movies as well, and you know I like to watch horror movies with my friends, but I also enjoy horror movies in my in my room in my house with all the lights turned off and putting my headset. It's sometimes it gives me chill. Like seems like someone is watching me from behind when I'm watching the horror movies. But I really like the I really like the genre. And I'm enjoying it. So so um, webtoon horror webtoons. Why not? Yeah. Um, so, do you think Korean horror webtoons have some distinctive qualities or features that set them apart from other um, cultures, uh, horror webtoons like Japanese or American? Right. Uh, well, I talked about I talked a little bit about how they present the stories before in the previous question, but I was I would just like to add a little bit more to answer this question as well. So, um, I recognize when I was interviewing. Um, a, those um, webtoon artists or the television directors who are behind who are behind the uh, webtoon-based drama series, I recognize that they're actually putting they're actually spending a lot of times on checking whether they are um, presenting a convincing stories, and that actually sets uh, that is something I think that differentiates from the Japanese horror webtoons or American zombie films and so on, because um, the Korean pe- the cr- the creators think that they need to show or they need to rather present the convincing stories to make the viewers and readers to be emphasize empathized with the characters that are appearing in the series. So, and to be actually immersed into the storylines. So, um, if for example, the famous zombie film Train to Busan and the Kingdom series, and also the All of Us Are Dead, they're actually presenting, they're actually putting a lot of times explaining how the zombie virus actually occurred. And many of the uh, reason, all of the reasons was the mankind's sins, like pollution, tech omnipotence, and um, their jealousy and so on, the human greed. And from that, people think that I mean, we are actually watching the zombie outbreak from the series or the, from the webtoons, but people believe that such tragic situation can actually occur to them with those mankind sins, and they are actually being immersed into the storylines, feeling that, oh, this is not something that we can only see from the webtoons and drama series. This is something that, that can actually happen to us in our real life. And that is something that actually differentiates from many of the American zombie films where where the, in which they focus more on the lead character's survival from the desperate situation. And I think, yeah, that is something that can be differentiated from other works. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a really interesting observation. I don't think I really thought about it that way, but you obviously you interview a lot of um, webtoon illustrators, and, and right. that, that's really interesting to, um, to hear. Um, and uh, in the couple of examples you mentioned, it does seem like one of the recurring motifs in Korean horror webtoons is, is zombies, um, especially nowadays. Um, and in January this year, there was the release of the Netflix adaptation of All of Us Are Dead, um, a zombie ap- apocalypse set in a high school. Sijin, I know you've read um, the webtoon and you've also watched the adaptation. Um, what stood out most for you? Right. Um, so 
the webtoon version of All of Us Are Dead, it's something that is serialized in back in 2009. And I would like to put a little bit more emphasis on the date because that is the, the webtoon is published seven years before the, the release of Train to Busan, which is the most popular zombie project that are created by Korean creators. Creator. So um, many people, many webtoon readers, I would say, when they first read the All of Us Are Dead, the webtoon series, many people thought that, oh, this is the project that actually makes a unique Korean style zombies with the bone breaking motions and, you know, red eyes and the high speed actions and so on. And that is something that stood out to me most. And many people share the opinions that while they were watching the Netflix series, the Netflix version of um, All of Us Are Dead, they're saying that, oh, there's too much violence and there's too much bloody um, actions that are involved in the series. There are, there are some people who, who are actually worried about those. But the actual webtoon, it's more gross, even grotesque, I think. And that was something that actually blew my mind when I first read the webtoon series back in uh, 2011, I think, 2011 or 2012. So that is, yeah, that was an interesting, fresh um, experience to see how the Korean creators are portraying zombies in their webtoon series. Yeah. What did you think about the adaptation on Netflix? I mean, did it live up to your expectations personally? Right. Uh, so that is an interesting question. I mean, Netflix adaptation, I think they are all, they always, they are the double-edged sword, I think. Um, for the webtoon, original webtoon readers, they, they would want to see the amazing stories and the unique characters in the webtoons um, portrayed well in the, nef- the video adaptation as well. But the directors are worrying that, oh, if I do that, then people will criticize that, oh, I just copied everything from the webtoon. There's nothing new to watch for their Netflix series or video adapted version. So, yeah, it, it's a different... It's a difficult question, but for all of us are dead, especially I really enjoyed both Webtoon series and the video adaptations because um, the director tried to stick stick with the original series, the storylines, the, ha- the zombie outbreak in a Korean high school. And the characters, the, the characteristics of the lead roles were almost the same as well, but the, the director, the television director, Lee Jae-gyu, I think. Um, Lee Jae-gyu, he offered some new stuff, especially for his video adaptation as well. And that is the, uh, that is the dynamic action scenes that are presented in various school rooms, including cafeteria, library, gym, um, and also the, the, the playground as well. And I think one of the iconic scenes that many of the Netflix users felt was the uh, the fight between Kuinam and Cheongsan, mm. and it was the fighting scene in the library. That it was very dynamic, and people were actually uh, praising that. Oh, that scene was something that really caught many people's attention, and that is not um, that is not shown in the library. Uh, that is not shown in the webtoon series. That is something that the director. Um, 
created just for the webtoon series. And he also introduced this new zombie race, Immune and Immortal. And that concept he later said in an interview that he created that for the possible season two. And that actually uh, felt really fresh to many of the original webtoon readers. So I think um, this, his Netflix adaptation actually satisfied both um, original webtoon readers and also the new uh, drama viewers or drama fans, I would say. So it was a really interesting project, yeah. Webtoons a lot of the times deal with real life issues. And in All of Us Are Dead, violence, sexual exhortation, classism among Korean high school students are some of the issues highlighted in this series. How accurate do you think the show was in the depiction of these issues? Right. Um, so many people actually shared a lot of opinions on that issue. There were many debates and people were sharing. They, people said, oh, that is too much. They exaggerated a lot for the drama series. But many people say that, oh, that is not a lot. That is actually the real life stories that a lot of students, the young students in Korea are experiencing. And what I, if I were to... Um, just offer my personal opinion. I don't think all Korean middle school and high school are, you know, having problems with those school violence, school bullying, or sexual harassment. But I don't think the the director created those scenes from nothing. So that is something that that is happening in some some schools and some among some students. And we hear many news about how uh, young students are um, making a suicide, making a very uh, sad decision after suffering from those school violence and sexual harassment. And if I were to share an, a story, um, it is featured in a Korean television program, an investigative journalism program called Un Unanswered Question. In Korean, it's 그것이 알고 싶다 from Terrestrial Broadcast K SBS. And they actually, uh, last year, they featured a story about a student in Koje, South Gyeongsang province. And it was a story, I would say, student A. And he, uh, he was hanging out with his friends, but his friends were actually bullying him and playing a game called 기절놀이. And if I would translate that, it's faint game. So um, that student A was forced to spar with many of these students one-on-one. -on -one, and those bullies were hitting him until he faints. And that actually continued for several months. And that news became known to many people after his student A's mother watched um, the bullies pressing and squeezing his genitals, his son's genital, in, in a church. And the mother asked student A what actually happened. And student A confessed everything that, oh, those guys were, were, those guys were hitting him and punching him and even choked him to death sometimes. So this news became a huge, um, this event actually became a huge news social news in South Korea last year. I mean, it's, it's a good news that he did not make any uh, extreme decisions. But 
school violence and sexual harassment, school bullies, is something that is very apparent in our Korean society. So yes, nothing he did. I think I guess um, my answer would be the director did not created those scenes intentionally from his own imagination. It is something that shows a little side of South Korea. Right, yeah, as we said at the beginning, sometimes horror can reflect, you know, aspects of society that are very difficult to confront or very ugly to look at, but um, that exist nonetheless. just on another note, are there any horror webtoons that you want to see get adapted into a series that have not yet been? Right. Um, so I asked to some of the um, webtoon artists and the creators for this question, but they had a hard time answering it because, I mean, everyone has their own taste and ideas and what to be, you know, may turn into a successful um webtoon-based series, so it was very difficult to pick one. So I would I decided to um, share a, a webtoon series that is recently announced that is making a drama adaptation, and it is called Forest of Human. You can read that from Naver Webtoon, the platform Naver Webtoon. And it's it's a story about an agency where, where it experiences where it conducts various human experiment with the criminals who are sentenced to death. But an, an, the agency's official uh, made a <clears throat> mistake and let all the criminals free. So the criminals killed all the agency officials and they're, having, they're making a survival game among them. And it's a very bloody, um, if I were to refer to something, it's more of a squid game kind of thing, the bloody survival game. So that is some um, horror webtoon or horror thriller that is being adapted into a drama series. And if I were to um, just recommend a another webtoon, it would be uh, a school, it, it would be a webtoon called Pyramid Game. And it's featuring a very ordinary school but interestingly, every Thursday, the, the, a, a class is holding a popularity pool. And the one who gets less voted, the least voted, I guess, is becoming a bully. And people are hitting her and just quenching their thirst for the violence after that popularity pool. And again, this is a webtoon that shows some of the school violence side of South Korea again. And it is a horror webtoon. And both of them are actually serviced in English as well. So if you guys want to, you know, read those webtoons, then visit Naval Webtoons English platform. And Pyramid Game, it is serviced in French, Spanish, Chinese, and Japanese as well. So it's a webtoon for wider readers, I guess. Cool. Sorry, what was the name of the first webtoon you recommended? Oh, it's Forest of Humans. Forest of Humans. Okay. And Pyramid Game. And Pyramid Game. Right. Wow, okay. Those are some great recommendations, and I'll definitely add them to my reading list. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, just to wrap up, Halloween is just around the corner. Um, is it something that Koreans celebrate, or is it mainly isolated to specific expat areas of Seoul? Right. Um, so I think many Koreans do celebrate Halloween like the others do in other countries. So they put their costumes on 
just paint their faces with those fancy makeups. But um, I have a, um, if I were to share my personal opinion, I don't think we, the Koreans, followed the old tradition of trick and treat and, you know, decorating your house with those pumpkin items and making you know, fancy decorations, visiting their neighbors and, you know, this candy culture, candy giving cultures and so on. We don't, I don't see that many of us follow that tradition. It's more about, you know, putting some fancy cosplay, making some Instagram updates and partying all day. So, yeah, I think we are, we are celebrating Halloween a little bit different from the West, from, from the people in the Western countries, mm. right? Interesting. But I mean, Hongdae and Itaewon, though they are the popular districts, I guess, where people just come together and celebrate. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, yeah, in Hong Kong, it also is quite similar how we celebrate Halloween to Seoul. There's a huge party nightlife district where people just dress up and go out. And right. I think um, because we do have a significant expat community mm -hmm. uh, for people who do live in a certain neighborhood where there are a lot of expats, they would do um, trick or treat or sometimes right. schools would prepare some sort of... Um, party but yeah you in apartment buildings or people who live in yeah. just normal apartments you won't really like go and knock on people's doors I hear that some things. kindergartens are making some special Halloween edition program to entertain their kids but I think Halloween in Korea is more about the people in their 20s and early 30s just drinking and potting all day so. well thanks so much Jin, for joining us today thank you um, for inviting me let us know what your favorite webtoons are, and you can find us on Apple, Spotify, or YouTube. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.